0: This is Bart Upart with Catholic Discussion. Right now it's just me since I am quarantined uh, and away from Matt Henry, Matthew Newman, Alex Harrison, and of course Brother Dom Jean. But we're just gonna talk a little bit of today about COVID 19. And I have nothing really new to offer to you. I'm sure a lot of us have seen. Great resources and uh, great articles that help continue our prayer life, give it some sort of structure. Um, but I want to talk about what are the things that have helped me so far. Um, online classes haven't started for me yet. They will be starting next week um, for us IU students, um, and that's going to be hard. That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough getting used to as well for the rest of the semester for us, but a thing that I want to talk about is we're really called to an interesting time right now in our life, especially during Lent. We're kind of forced into a a Eucharistic fast, um, but we're also forced into almost a cloistered monastic life. Some of us may not like that. I am very extroverted, and I thrive off social interaction. But to be honest, I'm not hating it that much. <laughs> I I think the toughest thing for me is being with family for so long constantly. Thankfully I'm having enough enough of a diversity where, well now my sister one of my sisters is with me, but I'm living with my grandparents. And that's good because they have they know the right balance between like, okay, letting you do your own thing and just giving you some space, but then also like you get to hang out with them and I get to talk with them, drink wine with them. So that's great. Cook for them. Yesterday I made challah bread, which is a nice Jewish bread for them. Uh, it didn't turn out too good because it was way too thick in the middle, and so it didn't cook all the way through. But I think it's still good. But anyways, something that was told uh, w- that I was told right away was to set up a a scheduled prayer structure uh, structure of prayer throughout the day. So what i I've, I've been doing. Uh, I would get up, and I've failed at some of this. So know that, you know, I'm there with you. We all fall short. But today I've started right so far. So at 8 a.m. I just take the gospel of the day, and I do lectio divina. I read with it. I I read it. I pray with it. That's 8 a.m. 12 p.m. I say a rosary. 3 p.m. I do a chaplet of divine mercy. 6 p.m. I will do the uh, prayers, the 15 Hail Marys that are part f- that are part of the Angelic Warfare Confraternity, which is a good group, and so uh, I, those are special intentions too. Uh, and then at 9 p.m. or 9 or 10, depending on just how the day goes, I will pray Compline from the Dominican Compline app. I think that especially the liturgy of the hours, right, the Divine Office, are especially good. For all of us that don't have much structure in our day. Especially as school hasn't started yet. And for us to bring in some structure. Kind of just like a skeleton. So that from from that we can then fill in our day with other sorts of activities. Right now I think it's really easy for us to fall into just this kind of Netflix binge. I know I have uh, the last few nights and just started watching random movies. Interesting... To see that all the trending movies are have something to do with the pandemic or an outbreak of some sort of disease. So you can really tell what America is watching right now. Um but let's not do that. Let's let's try let's try not to do that. I know like my dad and my stepmom they're working with my two little sisters. They're kind of homeschooling them with various sorts of activities, but especially arts and crafts. I mean, they're walking outside and stuff, which is so good, which is so good for them. But they're painting, they're sewing, they're reading. Yeah, they're like watching movies and stuff too. But they're learning how to read Russian. You know, all of these sort of ac- uh, very active things to do at home, right? Another concept I think that is been talked about by the Pope, the past popes, um, and great bishops and lay writers as well, is the idea of the domestic church. You know, all of you, whether you're students or your parents, or if you're kids listening to this, you should have a home altar or like a room altar. This can just be like a simple bedside table with a crucifix on it. It doesn't have to be anything major. I've seen some like really crazy stuff where it's like a straight up altar with an altar cloth and like six candles and a crucifix and the missile, everything, the whole shebang, which is so good. You don't need that necessarily, right? For me... I currently don't have my home altar. I'm not in Bloomington. So I have a little crucifix. There are icons all around that my dad has painted, that I've painted as well. But um, I have a tiny little icon of Our Lady and a little crucifix. And that's been my window to heaven, really. And it's, although it's simple, although it's kind of bare to what I'm used to back home, back in Bloomington, I should say, it's necessary, right? It. It It is also enough. It is also enough. Uh, we're not living in the gulags of Soviet Russia. We're not living in the prisons of communist China or anything. But we can kind of share in the loneliness. We can sh- kind of share in the spiritual desert, right? Desert-like qualities of being alone, not being with our parish community, right? It's tough. It's not easy. But I encourage all of us to really use this time for self-reflection, right? Self-reflection, meaning, what am I doing with my life? Is my relationship with you, O Lord, you know, good? Are we close? Are we communicating constantly every day? Have I only been, you know, going to church out of the social interaction? Which is good to have the community, Or is it out of love for you, O Lord? I think a lot of us right now truly are thirsting for the Eucharist. Truly thirsting for the Eucharist. I know yesterday I got to go to confession uh, privately. And that was awesome. (laughs) That was awesome. I didn't think I would ever miss confession that much. But it was amazing receiving the Lord's mercy. Especially in such a time you really don't know when is the next time you can go to confession. And thankfully, guys, priests are out there. They're in their rectories. They're waiting for your call so that they can hear your confessions. And they're celebrating masses every day all over the world. I was telling a friend last night that because of this quarantine, one of the benefits, uh, at least on YouTube, is now there are a lot of liturgies both eastern and western being recorded so now youtube is going to have this huge database of different liturgies of like the dominican rite roman rite byzantine rite melkite rite everything it's going to be great um so that's that's pretty awesome at least for me <laughs> um, uh what was another thing that uh, another thing that i've been doing I've been taking walks, regular walks. That's usually when I'll do my rosary. I'll usually just do it back to back, the rosary and the chaplet. I haven't been holding it to the time structure, but I just I'm doing them, you know, even if it's kind of, uh, how should I say it, halfheartedly, I still got to do it, right? Because love isn't love isn't measured by our emotional intensity, it's measured by our consistency, our constant response to do our duty, right? And to love God, even when we don't feel like it, right? And it's the same thing with our Heavenly Mother, right? There are so many times where, you know, I don't want to pray. None of us want to pray. But it's necessary. You know, it's oxygen for the soul, as Padre, St. Padre Pio said. But taking a walk, speaking of taking a walk, today's gospel, Christ heals the lame man that can't walk. Um, And he takes, take up your mat and walk. Well, I tell you, you know, pick up your book or whatever. No, you shouldn't read while you're walking. Uh, You should, I don't know, pick up your pipe. (laughs) That's what I've been doing. And walk. So go walk. Go take a walk outside. Uh, So that's, that's really important right there. Another thing... A quote that has been constantly in my mind, I think, even the last month before any of this is also to not—well, the concept here is never—don't expect too much of yourself. You know, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't think that you're going to suddenly, like, you know— design the most beautiful church in the next couple of weeks or during this quarantine, Uh, or you're going to find, you're going to discover, you're going to invent something, or you're going to write this beautiful poem or a book or music too. That's what I've been telling myself. That's okay. That's okay if you don't. Just be human. Be yourself. Be simple. Be humble. Follow God. Say yes to God in the little things in the chores. That's been one thing, too, is there's so much to do around the house that I'm, you know, washing dishes and helping my grandparents like six times a day. And I'm not... This isn't This isn't a brag. I'm just kind of mentioning that uh, it's these little things. Saying yes to those little things later on the road, you know, on the journey of life makes you more willing to say yes to God in the bigger things. You know, it's like St. Therese of Lisieux, Lisieux's thing... Uh, ordinary things with extraordinary love. So with that, here's the quote by Saint, or Pope St. John Paul II. You are not the sum of your accomplishments, your failures, your successes, your weaknesses. You are the sum of the Father's love for you. That is your primary existence right now. And this can be really apparent, or we can be really blind to it right now. We can fill our quarantine days with, right, if we're bored, especially if we're bored uh, with Netflix, with worse things, right? And then we just fall into despair, and then we're not fulfilled, we're not satisfied, right? Or we can fill it with God, we can fill it with activities that are truly life-giving. Even taking a walk. And I live out in the suburbs. There isn't much to see, right? But still taking a walk, even, even if it's with someone. I've had such great conversations with my 14-year-old sister. It's been amazing. It's been amazing just the, bond, the bonding that has been happening there. Right? It's really good to take those walks. And to do the things that you might not want to do. The other day my mom was you know she had a whole list of chores, and I did not want to do yard work. I was tired I wanted to watch Netflix. I wanted to sit in the co- sit on the couch, but I you know out of obedience and honoring my mother, I said no okay let's let's do this let's do this and i, I there's a there's a quote in the movie about ah, it's unformed what's the movie uh, It's about Saint Anthony of Padua. And he's tired working in the field. He's starting to be a Franciscan, and his friend, his his uh, his bro, his friar tells him, uh, he tells him, yes, you know, yard work. It's it's bad for the back, but it's good for the soul. <laughs> so that's all that was repeating in my head as I was raking leaves and <laughs> trying to put those leaves in a bag. Right, but doing these life giving activities, I think, is something that's very important for us now. And it's again, it's hard, kind of like I mentioned in the beginning, for us extroverts, not to be constantly interacting socially with people. Uh, but that's okay. That it is okay to be uncomfortable. It is okay to be challenged. It is okay to simply not be at your, you know, at your comfort level that you usually are. Right, so again, I this is probably nothing new that you've heard uh or read, but this is just my two these are just my two cents. This is what I think. Hold on, everyone. I know that once Easter comes around, whether we have public liturgies or not, we'll be outside our homes, inside our homes. We will be saying, you know, Christ has risen, indeed he has risen." We will be singing Alleluia, right? We will be with our families. We constantly await the resurrection. Alleluia is our song. We are an Easter people, as Pope St. John Paul II says, right? Hold on to that, but don't let this time fly by where you haven't contemplated the passion, where you haven't contemplated your life, your vocation, your primary existence and identity as a beloved son or daughter of God. Don't let that pass, ever, but especially time, since we're not distracted with so many things, with work, with school, and such. Be still and know that I am God, says the Lord. Thank you.